This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast, episode 119 for this Friday, the 3rd of February, brought to you by our friends at Tipperary ETB, where they have full and part-time courses available right now from yoga to engineering. There's something for everyone. For more, email courses at tipperaryetb.ie. So, how was your week? Hope it went well. We celebrated St. Bridget's Day this week, and now we have the bank holiday weekend for it as well. The Coursing comes to town this coming weekend too, and into the start of next week. Big shout out to the Clonmel Scout Group, who were hiking at Carey's Castle and Ticking Corps this week. Mock exams also got underway. Good luck to everyone who's sitting them right now. Hmm, the traffic lights in Casher Street were getting people hot under the collar this week as they only stay green for a few seconds and red for ages. Hopefully the council will sort this out at some stage. I believe the traffic was backed up as far as Jerry Chalk's pub. We also found out this week that every household in the country is to get 50 euros back after being overcharged by the ESB for the last 12 years. I somehow think we might be waiting for that 50 euros. And figures released this week showed 233 patients were on trolleys at our local hospital for the month of January, which isn't good news. So what is coming up this week on the Clonmel Podcast, I hear you ask. Well, I have a great interview with Shannon Forrest from Rovesi in Irishtown. That is how you pronounce it. You'll find out more with Shannon later. Also, some news on local Suella Walks, how you could play for our local cricket team, a book fair comes to Feathered, free coffee and lots more, all on the way. The Clonmel Podcast. Now, last weekend I popped along to the Clonmel Repair Cafe to find out what it's all about and got to speak to a few people there. It's Saturday morning. I've come to the Clonmel Repair Cafe here at the Arts Centre in Nelson Street. I'm joined by one of the repairers right now. Mike, welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. Tell us about the Clonmel Repair Cafe. So basically, it started off a few years ago, and uh, there's kind of an intermission movement of repair cafes. Uh, the idea is that uh, we're kind of living in the throwaway society at the moment. People find something slightly broken and throw it out. Uh, so we're trying to, which, you know, it's obviously it's wasteful, it's expensive, and, uh, you know, it's bad for the environment that stuff is getting thrown out and new stuff uh, is, is replacing it. So the uh, general idea is that uh, some people are handy at fixing things and some people like fixing things, such as myself, actually enjoy it. And I gather you're very handy as well. Uh, handy-ish. I wouldn't be the handiest person here now, but... Um, yeah, I'm okay, I suppose, at certain things. You know, bicycles and stuff, uh, garments not too good, uh, you know. But, you know, we each, there's a lot of people here, so we each have our own individual talents, and together we cover a broad spectrum of stuff. So the general idea is that, you know, teaching people and showing people that stuff doesn't have to be thrown out if it stops working. A lot of the time, there could be something simple wrong with it. It could be as simple as a fuse has gone in your kettle and you don't need a new kettle, you just have to change the fuse. Or it could be some people, a lot of people are cycling now and but not familiar how bicycles work properly and you know just need a, a bit of a hand showing how to fix a puncture how to adjust your brakes stuff like that like just, just some very simple things that a lot of people here have the knowledge of and we'd like to impart that knowledge and kind of um, help not just people save money but also good for the environment and um, you know good for that and what items can you bring down? I mean, can you bring clothing down, for instance? You can bring clothing down, yes. Uh, we have a lot of people here who are quite skilled at clothing. Uh, we have Alex there and Elke and another lady, Tricia, who isn't here today. Uh, so we have about three or four people who are quite good at repairing clothing, yeah. How long has the repair cafe been going for? I, I can't actually remember. I was involved in the first one. I, I'm guessing about five years. Um, it's probably about five. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, we kind of stopped for COVID and that kind of put a bit, a bit of a damper on things. We started up again uh, last year during uh, COVID lockdown. Uh, so we had kind of qu quite, quite a good following uh, before COVID, then it kind of all fell apart. And we're just kind of building up, building up again, like, you know. So, um, yeah, about five years, I think. So it's quite simple. You just turn up with something you may have at home. Obviously, you can't turn up with a big washing machine or a fridge, I gather. Well, there's a, there's a narrow stairs there. If you want to carry it up the stairs, good luck to you, you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if, you can, if it's portable, uh, we'll have a look at it. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you wouldn't accept out there, for instance? Uh, heavy electrical items you wouldn't right. accept uh, for insurance reasons. There's, there's, there's uh, issues with, it, with repairing electrical items. Yeah. Is there a charge as well? No, there isn't a charge, but uh, we do have a donation box and we ask people to add a donation because we have to pay insurance uh, to cover it off here. So at, at, you know, the insurance isn't a lot, fortunately. 
Uh, but um, you know, we do, we do, we would like to get a contribution for that. But you know, if you can't afford anything, don't worry about it. And how often is the repair cafe on? So last Saturday of every month, uh, currently in the art centre here, but I would advise people to check Facebook and Instagram to see uh, where exactly it's on because we do kind of change locations occasionally. We might be, you know, so yeah. All right, Mike, thank you very much. No problem. Thanks for having us. Just walking over here, I'm joined by uh, Evan and Greg. Hello, guys. How are you doing? What are you working on there? Uh, just a child's bicycle. The bottom bracket seized, so we're just trying to separate it out and grease it. A lot of banging going on early, I see, the Greg, wasn't it? That's right, yeah, yeah, I've just arrived here, I see Evans after getting stuck into this, so he's a bit of a bit of a job in his hands, I think. Yeah. So Mike was saying there earlier, everyone's kind of good at their own thing. What are you guys, I gather it's obviously fixing bikes in your case, Evan. Greg, would you be the same? Yeah, I suppose I started off with bikes and I'm kind of new enough here, but um, when it comes to my speciality, I just have a go off anything, see whatever. So probably be generally curious or whatever is going and see what I can fix, but I'd say bikes would probably be my most comfortable thing. Yeah, yeah. And Evan, how's it looking? Is there much more to do with it, do you think? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, for the moment, thanks very much. Thanks. Keith, I noticed you just turned up to, to give a hand. You heard about the Clonmel Repair Cafe and you thought, listen, if they're looking for volunteers, you're here. Yeah, my granddaughter told me about it. Because <laughs> I, I used to always fix things for them, so <laughs> that's, that's how it works. It's a great idea, though, isn't it? it it's superb, yeah. It's, um, I've always liked repairing things, so... Yeah. All right, well, listen, I'm sure there'll be a few more uh, items for you to get your hands stuck into. I know you've given the guy some advice here with the bike. How is that going? Don't have sufficient tools. <laughs> All right, Keith, thanks very much and the best of luck. Just walking around here. Paul, you're, you seem to be in the middle of something there. What are you repairing there? I'm repairing this, would you call it a candelabra? Beautiful oh, candelabra. How's it going? Um, oh, we're doing our best. Um, I just have to sit here for 20 minutes while this... Are you gluing it, are you? I'm using, I'm, I, I'm using an epoxy, uh, an epoxy resin. Um, the lady, we suggested the lady take it to a silversmith and she said she'd go with what we have. Um, so hopefully it'll work. How long have you been involved with the Clonmel Repair Cafe? Um, since the very beginning. Oh, fantastic. I was at the inaugural meeting, I can't remember how many years ago that was. Yeah. I know serious concentration is involved as well, so the best of luck with the candelabra. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. You're welcome. Shane, you've turned up at the Clonmel Repair Cafe today. It's, it's a great idea, isn't it? Oh, it's a fantastic idea. It's absolutely magical. I mean, people think you, you, if it's broken, throw it out. But no, if you fix something, it's a sense of satisfaction. And these people are doing it for free. It's fantastic. And it's all about reducing waste, isn't it, as well? Well, I mean, the more things you throw out, the more things replace, and the, just the, the waste pile just builds up, doesn't it? So uh, it's, I, I think it's an amazing idea. I mean, I'm looking at bikes, kettles, everything. Again, and all I want to know is, okay, what, what else can I bring in? <laughs> I'm sure you can search the shed at home. There'll be loads of stuff to, to bring in. Absolutely. It's a pity it's here only once a month. I'd love to see if it was once a fortnight. It would be great. I'd certainly have a lot to bring in anyway. We'll have a chat with the lads. They might do it once a fortnight. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Take care, right, Rizal. Teresa Johnson is here. What have you done? You brought your bike in, have you? I brought my bike in, Mark. My, my, my truck. That's a lovely looking bike. What's up with it? It's the, the leg came off. The stand came off while I was cycling. I was, you know, so I was hoping the boys might be able to have a look at it and see what they can do with it. I've tried everything, but... Well, you've come to the right place, Teresa. You know, the Cornwall Repair service. Cafe, it's a fantastic service. service. I hope it keeps going. and I hope people will come down and, and use it and donate. All right. Well, Teresa, listen, good luck with the bike. Oh, thanks, Mark. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I'm now joined by Jeanette, one of the volunteers here at the Clonmel Repair Cafe. Jeanette, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Love this service. Oh, it's great. Oh, I suppose really, I mean, uh, it's a fantastic service for people. It's just letting people know about it, that it's here, and that it's better to repair something than to throw it away. Like, we have to all do something for landfill, something to stop putting it in landfill. And, you know, 
If it works, why would if it's just a small repair, why would you throw it away? I've got to ask, what's your speciality then? Oh well, I sew it. Come on, I'm not. <laughs> I meet it. I meet and greet. <laughs> well, you're great at doing that. There's no oh, doubt about okay. that. Okay. Well, I meet. I can do some sewing and gluing. And um, look, I'm not fantastic, but really, I mean, but I like to fix things. I like to sew things. I like to put things back together again. And I'm uh, oh, not electronic or anything like that, but just sewing, sewing, knitting, any sort of knitting uh, patches. Actually, we've got a girl here that's really good at um, fixing up holes in jumpers. Oh, wow. Do you know, like yeah, um, yeah. a knitted hole where mm -hmm. she just puts it. She's really good at that. I mean, I can fix up lining in bags. And um, and I actually have a, a sewing machine at home, and a, uh, an industrial one. And so I can take things home and repair bags. That's what I do. I can repair backpacks. Fantastic. Backpacks, you know, when the seam is coming yeah. off. And are you always looking for volunteers here as well? Oh, definitely. Love, yeah. I'd be no good because I can't fix nothing, but if someone's pretty handy. <laughs> well, yeah, look, it's, look, you know what? Everybody has something. I can't hang a shelf up, no, Jeanette, honestly. Okay. No, that's all right. But, uh, but you know, you may, that may not, but you can buy the shelf. <laughs> or you can get the shelf from a second-hand place. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, look, everyone has, it doesn't really matter what you can do. It's, you know, it's just a nice place to come and meet and have a cup of tea, chat to people. People. You know, when you change to people, you might realise you do have something at home that needs fixing. Um, then you think about putting in a bag. That's what I do. During the month, I just throw things in a bag, and at the end of the month, I have it and bring the bag to Repair Cafe. Fantastic. So it's on from half eleven to half past one. Is that right? Yeah, half one, half eleven to half one. Um, it's usually the last Saturday of the month, but always check Facebook just for you know just for confirmation of the time and confirmation of date and the venue. So just we're usually here at the Art Centre, um, but. Um, we don't know where we'll be here forever, but uh, fair well, hopefully so. Yeah, as long exactly. as you're in Clonmel, that's the main thing. Exactly. Jeanette, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Really enjoyed that, and thank you to everyone at the Clonmel Repair Cafe. Now, Suella are holding a bite-sized walking trail this coming Sunday, the 5th of February, from Carey's Castle to Newcastle. That's about 16 and a half kilometres. Get more on their social media pages and also details on this because they're also starting an eight-week walking program every Monday and Wednesday, starting this coming Monday, the 6th of Feb, at the Ardfinan Community Hall. You may be on the road this bank holiday weekend and participating Apple Green Garages are giving you a free coffee to help you on your journey. The promotion is on from now until and including bank holiday Monday from 2 to 8 p.m. All you have to do when you get to the till is mention RSA. That's RSA. Staying with coffee, Artist Coffee Mornings are back at the South Tipperary Arts Centre from this Tuesday, the 7th of February, and then the first Tuesday of each month, starting at 11am, and all are welcome to attend there. Clonmel Rugby Club's next split the bucket draw will take place at Eldon's Bar this coming Sunday evening at 8pm, that's the 5th of February. Good luck to everyone there. Now, come on, how about some yoga? You know you want to do it. Well, Pure Yoga with Fiona are holding Nidra Yoga. Hope I pronounced that right. On the first Wednesday of every month, only €12 Euros per class. Get more information on Pure Yoga with Fiona Facebook page. I feel another dodgy pronunciation coming up, but I'll give it a go. The Tipperaryana Book Fair, is that right, is coming to Feathered Ballroom on Sunday the 12th of February from 12 noon to 4.30pm with lots on display. Admission is just €3 Euros, and there will also be a cafe on the premises too. Here's some not-so-good news. Vandals did some damage to the sports field on the Western Road during the week. Damage was done to the Albert Street side stand. Any information, should you have seen something, you can contact the Clonmore Guardian on this number, 0526177640. A table quiz in aid of positive steps together takes place just out the road in Goaton Bridge at the Glenview Lounge, the legendary Glenview Lounge, on Friday the 24th of February. Table of four is €20. Euros. There'll be a raffle on the night too. The Presentation Primary School are now enrolling for boys and girls for September 2023. Closing date for enrolment is the 24th of February. You can get your enrolment forms on www.presprimaryclonmel.com or call the office on 052 
The Clonmel Parkinson Support Group are holding a coffee morning next Tuesday, the 7th of February at Hotel Manila from 10.30am onwards. There'll be a raffle and lots of information on living with Parkinson's disease. You can get more details by calling Mary on 86 Our local cricket team, the excellent United Cricket Clonmel, are looking for players for this season, 2023, they're based just out the road at the Las Rona Castle Ground. If you're interested in joining, you can email unitedcricketclonmel at gmail.com or private message them through their social media pages. The St. Bridget's Cloak Procession will take place this coming Sunday, the 5th of February. It will start at 5pm from the Westgate Car Park and make its way to the new Kickham Civic Plaza. There'll be a stilt walker, drummers and torchbearers. It will finish too with a spoken word incantation to Bridget by Catherine McVicker and music by Breed Phelan. Now you may have heard about the giant cloak being made last year, so well done to everyone who's involved there. Now here's a scam text that's doing the rounds right now. You may have seen this on social media. It will say it's from the Clonmel Credit Union, which it isn't. The text will read, Hello, your credit union account has been placed on hold. Please verify your account by clicking on a link. And the link will turn up also on the text. This is a scam. Please do not click on the link. And Clonmore Credit Union will not send you ever an SMS asking you to click on a link or ask for bank or personal information. If you're unsure, you can call the credit union on this number. They'll be glad to speak to you. 052-61-252-92. Just be aware of that scam text that's doing the rounds. Now, fancy joining St. Mary's Camogie. Training takes place every Saturday for children at the Loretto School Hall. Under 6 is at 9.30 a.m., under 8 at 10 a.m., and under 10 at 10.45 a.m. For more details, you can email stmaryscamogieclonmel at gmail.com. Bingo continues this coming Monday at Hillview Sports Club with a jackpot standing at a nice round figure, 1,000 euros. Prize money is two grand. All starts at 8pm. You get tea and coffee and maybe a bicky from Seamus at half time. And also, Split the Bucket continues at Hillview this coming Monday. And there's also a hamper giveaway. Nice one. A 70s and 80s night is coming to the Coachman on Friday the 10th of February with all proceeds going to Kunser. DJ for the night is Mr Billy Bop and the price is just five euros. That is set to be a great night. You just can't beat 70s and 80s music, can you? And no better man to play it for you than Billy Bob. If you fancy taking part in this year's St. Patrick's Day Parade in town on the 17th of March, you can register online at www.countytipperarychamber.com and just go to the news and events section and registration closes on Monday the 6th of March. Staying with St. Patrick's Day, don't forget the Kilsheelan 10-mile road race takes place on the 17th of March at 10am. €1,000 in prizes to be won as well. Very nice. Online registration is now open. Get more on the Kilsheelan 10-mile run Facebook page. If you like your darts, you'll love this. The 5th Tommy Lonigan Memorial Cup will be held on Saturday the 11th of February at Fozzie's Bar. There'll be a cup and shield on the night. I saw some of these trophies on social media during the week. They look amazing. It all starts at 6.30pm. You must be registered by 6pm. Entry fee is a mere €10. Euros. Where would you be going? Ladies and under-16s are fiver. For more details, contact the wonderful Paddy O'Donoghue on this number. 86 101 0006. And of course, Paddy was uh, a former podcast guest. Now, here's some good news regarding the Clonmel Park run. After weeks and weeks of it being cancelled due to the course, it is on this coming Saturday, tomorrow morning. All starts at 9.30 a.m. Enjoy that if you're popping along there. The Clonmel Podcast Job Spot. Jobs this week. The HSE are hiring. They're looking for maintenance staff at the Tipperary University Hospital, formerly South Tipperary University Hospital, or as we all knew it back in the day, St. Joseph's. Here's what you do to apply. Go to hse.ie forward slash general hyphen support hyphen staff dot ie. The Tipperary Fire Service are looking for part-time firefighters here in Clonmel and across County Tip. For more details, go to www.tipperarycoco.ie slash firefighter hyphen vacancies.
Now, Shannon will mention this on her interview. Ravesi and Irish Town are looking for someone to join their team. You must be available to work weekdays and weekends. For more details or to apply, email jobs at ravesi.ie. That's R-I-V-E-S-C-I. Bulmers are looking for general operatives. Get more on careers at cncgroupplc.com. Macaulay Pharmacy at the Showground Shopping Centre are looking for a sales assistant with stock duties full-time, 38 to 40 hours a week. You can drop in your CV to them there or email careers at smcc.ie. The Equine Warehouse are looking for an e-commerce digital content editor. You can send your CV to info at theequinewarehouse.com. IMC Cinema Clonmel are looking for a general operative, 11.30 an hour, full-time, part-time, and you can drop your CV into them there. Curtains Garage are looking for a fully qualified mechanic. Get more details on their social media pages. And finally, Boston Scientific are hiring. They're looking for product builders. Various shifts available. Go to jobs.bostonscientific.com for more details. If you'd like to advertise a job on the Clonmel podcast, you can email the Clonmel podcast at gmail.com. Okay, then, it's time for this week's interview. And I met up with Shannon Forrest from Ravesi. The Clonmel podcast. Shannon Forrest, welcome to the Clonmel podcast. Thank you so much, Mark. We're here at your favourite place in Clonmel. Mm-hmm. It's not Marleyford Lake. No. It's not St. Patrick's Well, it's not Carey's Castle. (laughs) Tell us where it is. And all of them being absolutely beautiful. Yeah. uh, Not forgetting that. Um, We are at the the flats in uh, in King Street in Clonmel. Why are we here? Why is it your favourite place in Clonmel? It's my favourite place in Clonmel because it was my first home. Mm. Um, I was born in the States and my mom and my dad decided to to bring me back to to Ireland to raise me. How are you doing? And... uh, yeah, because they wanted me to be close to family, and I was very lucky that this was the, the first home that my mom and I had here. When did you move here? We moved here in 1988. Yeah, it's so like it's so different now looking at it like with enclosed balconies and gardens. They're lovely yeah. actually, the balconies, oh, aren't they? so cool, yeah. I remember being at the top, because my, my best friend Michael lived on the top floor. What was Michael's surname? Let's give Michael mention. Burke. Michael yeah. Burke, okay. Yeah. And uh, we'd be li- we would be standing at the top floor, and we'd be throwing the water balloons over. <laughs> so it's just real nostalgic, and we'd love it. And if someone walked by, it was even more fun. But uh, what's what's going through your head now, looking at number three, which is where you are? Yeah, um, we sh- we shared that doorway with with Henry Wynn. I'm I'm sure people um, listening to this will have re- remember Henry quite fondly. And uh, yeah, we shared that doorway. We were three A, he was three B, and. Um, to be honest with you, Mark, looking at the building now, I always felt it was so beautiful. And coming from the States, I was used to like high rise buildings and apartments. And I was like, oh God, you know, it's so cool living here. Um, but it was my first sense of community, my first sense of friendship, you know, being so small. Um, and I'm looking at it going, really anything is possible in that kind of sense. Um, I gather you were playing outside here, oh, behind, under the railing. Were the railings there then? No. No? Just railings? That's very fancy. <laughs> they weren't there when we moved in. Was the wall actually there? No, the wall wasn't there. The footpath over there wasn't there. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just, there was so much activity here. Like the Pollards, they lived in number one and, you know, with the coal yard and there was so many kids here and it was just, oh, you know what, I, I, I just loved it so much. Who who else were your neighbours? Who else was here? I still do. God, if people remember me and I don't remember your name, I'm incredibly sorry, but I remember faces. Mm. Um, Yeah, like even there was one one incident in our apartment and like Michael Pollard had to break down the door because our apartment was in flames. Oh my God, really? Yeah, yeah. There was a fire? Yeah, there was a fire. Yeah, poor old Henry. he, He had, you know, there was a little fire from... Anyway, but uh, yeah, Michael had to break down the door and, and of course mom and I were conked out of sleep and sure smoke inhalation and everything. But um So middle of the night this yeah, all happened. Middle of the night. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but you know what? They're the like 
at the moment, like in the moment, I should say, oh my God. But now looking back, I was like, Shane, he was not gassed that that happened. And, you know, Michael saved us and the fire brigade and the ambulance were there. You know, they're just stories to reminisce on now. How old were you until you left? Yeah, we left the King Street Flats in 1993 and moved to Riverview Court, Irish Town there. Um, and I celebrated my eighth birthday in Irishtown. Ah, and she was still very young then. Yeah, really, oh God, yeah. 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 I, um, I remember being so excited moving to Irishtown because my mom had promised me that whenever we move, she never said an age or a year, she said, whenever we move and if there's a garden, you can get a dog. And the first thing I looked for when we moved to Irishtown was, is there a garden? Can I get a dog? And there was a garden, yeah. And you got a dog? got a dog that later that year yeah my mom's friend Peter Mulroy what arrived dog? Uh, princess oh, I called her yeah wow. yeah little black little West Highland Terrier came from the Banner County yeah and uh, yeah another stage in life but yeah the flats mean so much to me um, they always have done they always will you know and people sometimes like Clomel is my my home you know mm. um, but it's, it's, it's where you actually started out. It's where people made you feel welcome and stuff like that. And being born in the States and coming back here, you know, even though I was so young, my mother would tell me, God, Shani, you have a memory of an elephant. Like, how can you remember that? And it's like, you sometimes don't remember what people say to you. You remember how they made you feel. I'm looking at the date on the mm. main part there, 1878. Yeah. Am I right in saying these were built for the army wasn't yes. it the British army was yes. it at the time yeah they were yeah they were and it, I think way back when now residents at the top floor may um, may disapprove what I'm about to say but I think like there was connections like through the attics they were all open attics like oh, really? you didn't yeah it was you some, could go along yeah and I think again I could be completely wrong I think there was tunnels under the flats to there the is. barracks yeah i can guarantee okay. I, I, I can actually agree with you there um i know billy bop who who yeah, lives down here as well yeah. billy was on the podcast i think about two years ago and he oh, said that one of the tunnels is actually over there okay. across as you commit just go on to king street there yeah i believe over that wall i think you can get into one of the tunnels there or something and i remember my father talking about the tunnels all over the town oh, but you're right you so they, they were yeah. here as well you never, obviously you never got the chance to go down oh, as a sure, kid of course i was like i wonder where they are and we'd go off searching and then get distracted and forget about it again but um yeah really good times here good people lived here and still do and um a lot of little yeah. local shops around here too at the yeah, time sure, patio gorms do you remember patties oh. I honestly think when the Unbelievables came out with that sketch in one the of them, shop, one of them, one I, of them. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I was that child going into Paddy with like 20p going, how much can I get? And him with the newspaper and wrapping it and stuffing all the sweets. Oh my God. We spoke about this before them. to people who also were living around the locality and, and Paddy came up quite many mm. times actually on the podcast mm. and it was about his folding techniques wrapping techniques with the paper the Incredible. white paper mm. and not a bit of tape or nothing yeah, involved nothing yeah you know, that's an art isn't oh, it oh stop the lights you know? yeah it's incredible and his way of being probably so driven demented and being really impatient but never letting that come he was just so kind always his whole family were so yeah, it was. That's another good part of the street. And Shannon, you got the old chippy down the road there yes, as well. Yes, I remember that. Melbourne. I remember being terrified <laughs> of seeing these trotters behind pigs, trotters behind glass. And my mom was like, "Do you want one of them?" And I was like, oh, "No." <laughs> but uh, yeah, the chipper and the coal yard and the. Where did you go to school then? So I started in the Sisters of Charity, mm. and then when we moved house, I uh, went to the Pres and finished out my education in the Pres as well. Yeah. And you moved to Irish Town, you said yeah. as well. What was that yeah. like? It, I know you mentioned having the garden and a dog. Did you yeah. miss? Did you miss King Street though? Oh, you have no idea. I moved to Irish Town, and again, starting out in a place like where I knew nobody, um, trying to make changing new friends, school, making new friends, mm. but also the the street. Like it, there wasn't as many kids, and there wasn't as much activity. And I was just like, it's so quiet, you <laughs> know. In comparison, and my mom was like. But Shannon, this is what people, like, this is like a great step for us. And I'm like, I know, it's incredible. And I had my own bedroom and a garden and, and dog. And I was like, 
but I miss like people knocking at the door or hearing Henry like you know pop in and out of his flat and of course I mean yeah it was a big adjustment yeah totally different yeah. towards where you you were here yeah. in King Street and also the area here yeah like a big play out area but that's exactly what mm. it was a bit of chalk imagination a few water balloons and yeah and no paddy shop you had yeah. Mrs. Wren, did you? Yeah, we went down to Mrs. Wren. Yeah, yeah. God, you're really bringing up memories. Um, yeah, that was. Oh God. Okay. Go on. Honest answer. Were yes. you afraid of Mrs. Wren? Oh, completely. Oh, terrified. <laughs> I know adults. Yes. I was afraid of Mrs. Wren. Yeah, and actually, Mrs. Wren's son. I'm sure she was a lovely lady. Yeah, Mrs. Wren's son actually became a priest, and when. Our, our business actually was operating in Thurlis for a while. And he came over to me, he's like, are you Shannon? Did you live in Clomel? I was like, yeah, I'm from Clomel. He's like, I'm Mrs. Wren's son. And the first thing I said, I was terrified of your mom. And he's like, it's okay. Everyone felt that way. But in, in a kind way, my God, you know. Still nice seeing the old shop front there. Exactly. And, and the, the name. name. Still Isn't that lovely? The door. It's brilliant. I love that, yeah. What other businesses were in Irish town at the time? Can you remember? Yeah, so um, we'd miss Ali's Chipper. Oh, of course. Yeah. Wow. Potato cakes. Oh, I'd be going wow. in. I'd be like, Helen, can I have a potato cake? She'd be like, is that all real? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'd be like, a sausage for the dog. My mum wants it. I'd be like going into Paddy again, going, gee, Mackers, what, what does this girl want? Uh, yeah, so Miss Ellie's was a big draw. Late, late food store. Mm, yeah mm. and it was cool because i was at that that age probably maybe nine or ten because everything was on the same side of the street my mom would be like oh, you fire up uh, fire ahead and get it or whatever you know but you know what i i, I don't know if it's ever happened to you but i can mm. remember uh, it's a terrible thing now but this is how it was i know back in my day where a next door neighbor who smoked you know a mm -hmm. cigarette or 20 yeah would would actually give me a note to to go up to the shop as a kid and get cigarettes, and get cigarettes oh, and, yeah. and you'll be served. <laughs> yeah, that's not, listen, I did that But if you well. think about that now. Yeah, oh, for God's sake, no. But you look, that's life, isn't it? Different God, times. there's so much hmm. health and safety and regulations now, whereas back then it was like, yeah, no bother. <laughs> or, my, or like even like, would you go into the bookies there and put a fiver each away? And I'd be like, what? Yeah, just go on, Shannon, see if... And they'd be like, okay. <laughs> Do you know? It's just the way life was. It was simpler time. So some lovely businesses up along that yeah, area Yeah, Carey's well. Pub. Yeah, first, like, as I got older, having, you know, first local in next door and, you know, having jubilant times in there and very sad times in there. But that's, like, everyone's local, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And before we go any further, let's talk mm. about the business. Since mm. you mentioned Irish town. Yes. Okay. There's a big debate <laughs> over the pronunciation. I have got it wrong. I admit that. And I, I do, <laughs> I, I, I do apologise. Not at all. What is the correct pronunciation? Rivesi. Rivesi. So yes. it's not Rivesi. It's no. not Rivesi. Rivesi. <laughs> It's nothing to do with the river. No, no. <laughs> okay. Riverski is another one, actually. Yeah. So Riveski yeah. is the Rivesi, name. Yeah. Now there we go, everyone. We know it now. Yeah. How did that name come about? Um, so it was the summer of 2019, and Declan and I both knew this that. This is your partner now. Isn't yeah. It? Sorry, yeah. Declan, my husband. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we both knew that we wanted to set up business together, and my background is sales and and marketing and stuff like that. And I was like, we have to have you know a story and a brand and a yada 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 so he was like grand shannon yeah whatever off with you you know that kind of way so um re is the irish for king and king street flats being my first Brilliant. home in wow and then uh declan is from abbey leaks in county leash and the devesi family founded abbey leaks many moons ago so while the name pays homage to our roots there's also a play on words because vesi is the latin for food so you could also interpret it as king of food as well. So tell us about the business mm. as well, people who don't know. Yeah, so we um, started in September 2019. Previous to that, we had worked together uh, looking after a coffee shop cafe in uh, Tremore County Waterford for a little oh, while. I love Tremore. So, yeah, Again, so childhood beautiful. memories, Tremore. Know, there we go. Yeah, the candy floss and the hurdy-gurdies. <laughs> and, and the little ladies to work in the donut shop. Yeah, Julie's was a big draw for me then, back then. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we had worked together. So we had known that we can work together. So that was a massive uh, tick beside us. And 
we were like, what industry are we going to get into? And obviously food, because Declan's a chef and he'd worked in Michelin star restaurants and, and cafes and stuff like that. And uh, we were like, what will we do? What are we going to do? We didn't have enough money to get into bricks and mortar straight away. So we put, put that to bed and we decided to get a food truck. But me again, thinking about brand and the look and all that, I was like, can't get any old food truck now. Didn't want to get any old van. So we were very lucky that we found this beautiful vintage caravan on Dundee, as you do, down in Kinmare in County Kerry. And we traveled down and she was so beautiful, like by looking at her, that we, we, it was already sold. But me being six foot and Declan being six foot two, we were like, we have to be able to stand up straight inside. Yeah, I have that issue as well in a lot of places. <laughs> so Spiders' webs are a big issue yeah, at certain times yeah. of the year. <laughs> so we, um, we arrived down and we were like, oh God, we we're so excited. And we're opening the door and the gentleman was there, you know, showing us around and telling us. And we both stood inside and we could stand up straight. And it was like, do you know what? Ooh. It doesn't matter. After this, no matter what is wrong or right with her, she's coming home. So yeah, we were. That was a lovely caravan, by the so way. So useful. It was, and yeah. I think at the time, before everyone else started doing it, yeah, you were like the first, yeah. really one of, one yeah, of. One yeah. Of, yeah, you were, and and yeah. it was like, oh my god, just so unusual to see, and, yeah. and because it was an old caravan. Yeah, yeah. You know? Again, kind of nostalgic, and she like we didn't even need to repaint her because that color scheme, we loved it, and um, getting it was funny, like you know, telling the EHO the environment environmental health officers what we were doing and showing them coming to our home kitchen and getting that all signed off and they were like what are you doing you know because it was of course they had been seen a few of them but they weren't really used to it but sure within six months covid hit and the whole country caravans horse boxes yeah <laughs> which is amazing as well because you know people think oh god there's so many of them and i'm like you may say that in one sense but you don't realize that that's someone's dream that they can actually achieve because bricks and mortar is so blinking expensive to get into yeah and like i was saying to you earlier it's like everything is a stepping stone mm. so like a food truck or a coffee truck and being able to get that out on the road and give someone an opportunity that they can earn their own wage for us it was just fantastic yeah and starting down on the quay by the river a lot so of people would remember that mm. being down on the quay yeah a lot of people were driving by going who are you what are you doing what are you up to <laughs> yeah it was um it was brilliant so you were selling hot food, food yeah mm -hmm. yeah all cooked from scratch um a lot of temporary food producers on the menu and um yeah it was oh sure look it was only a few years ago, but it feels like decades ago at the same time because our business has grown it's in, come a in long different way in a short avenues. time, yeah. I think, as well, especially producing yeah. your own food yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. Because elements, uh, see, when we had started in September 2019 um, and we were trading on the quay and in the Clonmel Farmers Market next to um, Oakville, Duns Oakville, uh, I had always said to Declan, because I was previously in business before in Kilkenny, I had a little gift wear shop. And I said, we have to think of multiple revenue streams and not rely on one. So we, uh, I, I had actually applied for Super Value Food Academy and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, maybe there's some elements of your menu that we could put in a jar or put in a box or do something and you never know, it could be ticking along while we're doing the food truck. And I had had to go to these meetings in uh, in Cork, was it once a month or something like that? And of course that was taking time out of production and Declan would kind of give out a little bit about it. And I was like, no, it'll be worth it in the end. And yeah, six months into our business, COVID hit and we had to completely change our business. Yeah, and thank God I done uh, Food Academy and we could switch on that side of the business quite quickly. Once we had kind of, stopped crying and getting over the fact of closing the closing the hatch on the caravan and and figuring out stuff like that yeah so what was it like when you did see your product in a supermarket for the first time did you keep going in looking oh my god that's well ours. that's ours yeah i would pretty pretty, I would. pretty much because the, the first person to give us shelf space was nula hickey in hickey's oh, bakery oh nula yeah yeah 
and also then uh, Sarah Ferno of Cashel Blue Cheese. Yeah. She was, um, they were doing these food parcels and food boxes and they were sending them all across the country. And they were like, Shannon, if you've got something that you could put into it, we'd be more than happy to, to take it on board. So they were the first two businesses to give us that hand. And you know what, Mark, as, as we know, in many different elements of life and different stages of life, if someone just extends the hand, that's the start of a windfall of hands wanting to help out. Mm. And yeah, the first time, like, you know, we didn't even have our lovely labels that we had now. They were like these black and white labels that I was printing off on this little dinky printer at home. And I was like, they'll do the job. You know, let's get it on shelf. Let's try get money turning. Let's try survive this. And people were so patient and kind with us. And then, yeah, kind of snowballed into now being in we're over. I think last count, it's over 150 shops across the country. That's fantastic, isn't mm. it? And of course, winning lots of awards as yeah. well, Shannon. Yeah, we've been we've been very lucky. It's nice when your hard work pays off like that. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people think it's like, oh, isn't it well for you? You're getting this, and I'm like, thank you, but also, it's so hard. It's not like what you see on Instagram or a post going, oh, you know, we've won this award. It's been months of. <laughs> pain in the sense of many many hours in the kitchen um you know trying to be like oh god this bill is coming in and that bill is coming mm. in and i'm going to pay this and you know as a startup with no investment behind you it's just it's it's really scary mm. and to get a nod or get a bit of an acknowledgement in a newspaper or or someone recommending you because it was selling really well in this shop and you know shopkeepers chat to each other mm. and they're like oh we'll give you a go and give you some shelf space and that's the way we've really grown but in covid it was kind of accelerated because people were at home people mm. were cooking at home the whole mm. time and the only place they could go was to buy food yeah that was a highlight of the week for sure <laughs> it was. yeah and that's that's where we kind of we just grabbed hold of that opportunity and, and, and just went with it, yeah, for sure. What was it like meeting royalty? Yeah, that was that a pretty was okay, special. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was a really special occasion for for our whole network, um, for for the embassy and um, the British embassy and for Board Bia um, to want to include the Tipperary Food Producers Network in that, and for so many of us to benefit from the PR that day. And I know Nula was there. Yeah, and Nula, spoke. Nula was opposite me. Was she? Yeah, because Nula, Nula spoke about it on her yeah. on her podcast. Yeah, and um, we just heard the giggles. <laughs> I was I was like, who's say who's saying what now? You know, but it was um, it was great crack because I could overhear what she was saying. And did now King Charles and, mm -hmm. and Camilla come yeah. over to you? Yeah. So I was chatting to Camilla. They mm. they. They kind of split themselves in the sense that Camilla stayed on the right hand side and Prince Charles was on the left. So mm. they were able to kind of say hello to all of us. Um, yeah, and I, I had a good old chat with Camilla. <laughs> she, she was really pleasant, uh, very kind, and you could actually have a bit of crack with her. Yeah. Because yeah. um, she was tasting um, an elderflower refresher drink from Irish Hedgerow. And I said, you know, like, it's, it's beautiful on, on its own, the way you're having it there. I said, but, you know, come a Friday night now, you want to kick off the heels, <laughs> um, sit in front of the fire. And like, it's so beautiful with gin. And she starts smiling at me and she's like, sounds really good. And I do like a gin. And I was like, yeah, I said, we all do. Let's call a spade a spade. And I think that's, and especially like even the banter that Nula mm. had with, mm. um, with Charles as well. They just want people to be have to crack and have a chat and they know that when they come to Ireland it's going to be that way mm. but sometimes people can get so nervous and so you I know think that it's probably not up. only them it's the security detail that are around yeah. them and I'm sure you were briefed were you we, we were yeah but they were they came around to all of us beforehand and I was chatting to them and of course they're suited and booted and have you know, they, I'm sure they're armed mm. or whatever as well. And sure, even the army were there that day and they were pulling up 
manholes and this and that and you see it in the movies oh no yeah you do and then you see it and you're like we're in care this is crazy like but you understand you hear helicopters and you said we've got a nice everything. couple of tunnels down in kings near the king street yeah, exactly. in Clonmel. Yeah. We'll check those out <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's it was an enjoyable a, day a, a wonderful day yeah wonderful day because and you know everyone has their own thoughts on history and this that and the other thing but you know i lived in the uk for four or five years um i lived in wales loved it there mm. loved the opportunity that it gave me mm. loved the opportunity that you know very proud that my some of my family actually um worked alongside uh, some royalty as well and you know what life life is a journey and you mm. just have to take any opportunity that comes your way and you take out of it what you want you know so i took that as a really positive experience yeah it was brilliant and now you're in irish town yeah lovely finally. premises there finally am i right in saying that's the old griddle yes indeed premises? the griddle bakery yeah how's yeah. that going it's great yeah we um we started our business at home in grange mochler mm. um then we moved to thurlis thurlis was our home for our business's home for about a year a little over a year um, lovely spot on Monastery Close and, and Tom McGraw looked after us so well there um, and I'm looking here at the flats and it was kind of that like community feel as well because there was apartments and, and um, little townhouses surrounding us so you'd always have people waving in the window or knocking at the window or coming into the communal kitchen are you having a cup of tea and a biscuit <laughs> and Declan and I'd be up to our eyes with work but we'd, but we'd be like do you know what yeah we will you know life is too short not to be friendly to your to your neighbours and have a bit of banter with them as well. What do you sell inside the shop? In in our in Irish town. In Irish town, yes. So we have um calendar coffee which is roasted in Uchard in Galway by Zara and Dan, another business that you know they started themselves uh lovely couple my god you'd like if you'd love to see them more often because you really admire how they work and what they do and incredible sing, single origin coffee that they that they make and roast for us and then we have um some sweet treats Declan uh does some sausage rolls as well oh, gorgeous and we also uh, get some treats delivered to us from the fox and the flower in Cashel and then on shelf we have our own condiments and we have some other items from Tipperary food producers, but also we've started to bring in items from like France and Germany and oh, very good. places like that. Yeah, oh, that's very good indeed. Mm. Now I believe you're looking for a member of staff. Am I yeah, right in saying we this? We are for sure. We um, are are looking for part-time staff, and we're really just excited to get a different set of eyes on our business. In the sense of you know, sometimes you can get quite insular when it's just yourself and 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 your business partner. Um, and it's like no like what what new ideas could they have for and not only that not only ideas but being able to just help us with the workload you know that's a, a big thing for if us. there is someone listening right now who'd yeah. like to apply for the job yeah, Shannon, how do sure. they do so uh, so if they find us on Instagram uh, revesi.ie or revesihq uh, just send us a DM and we'll take it from there. We have um, quite a few applications to get through at the moment. And again, it's like, we need to get that job. We need to get back to people. And it's it's suddenly like going, if we had a staff member or two, it's like we'd have help in different areas. Mm. So it's just another side to see that, yeah, we definitely need help, yeah. What hours are you open as well, by the way? Yeah, so Thursday and Fridays, it's half eight to half three, Saturday, nine to three, and Sunday, nine to two. Okay, and you're in Irish town mm. where the old griddle used to be. Yeah, directly across from the church. <laughs> yeah, and we also do neighbour food, neighbour food clamel from there as well. So mm. people can purchase um, their goods online and collect from us on a Thursday. That's a great idea, isn't it? Yeah, that really, it was really brilliant. is. Like you know, set it up in 2020, the height of COVID. You know, being part of Tip Food Producers Network, we um, a lot of producers were hurting. You know, mm. they didn't have the sales and stuff like that so I got on to Jack who runs uh, Neighbour Food and I was like can I set up a Clamel branch and he was like 100% let's do it and, and that's how that started it's been going ever since. Did you have any other jobs while you were in Clamel before you? Oh god yeah. Where did you work? Oh yeah so when I was four imagine 14 <laughs> imagine. Wouldn't do it now. Yeah and that's another thing you were <laughs> god Anyway, so yeah, so when I was 14, I worked in a beauty salon answering phones and, Where was and that? booking people in. It was in a marketplace. Okay, and it was called? At the time. 
Can you remember? Oh God, what was it? It was above Lady Jane, the the, the uh, women's boutique. Okay. I can't remember the name of the salon. Uh, that was my Saturday job. And then after that, I worked in Dura Ambrose jewellery shop. Really? Yes, indeed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I worked for Jer for a long time. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. I remember walking it, like a CV. Imagine when you're like 15 with the CV. Go, it's like, what did I even write on it? My God. But uh, yeah, I just really wanted to be more in a customer facing and sales role. And again, I just had that thing and it, that bug inside me. You know, both my parents were, um, were self-employed. They were always in sales. My mom was either hospitality or car sales or back to hospitality. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd heard so much about it and I wanted to be part of it. And yeah, that was it really. So both your parents were involved in, in car sales yes. were they? in the States? Yeah, they met in Canada, moved to the States and they had around five car dealerships at the time. Um, I came along then and ruined their plans. <laughs> no, I just brought a different perspective to it in the sense of, um, yeah, my mom decided that she wanted me to be brought up at home in Ireland uh, to be surrounded by family. Because if we stayed out there, our closest relative was in New York at the time and it was pretty much the same distance to get to New York than it was to get home to Ireland, you know. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, they like had one of the largest Jeep AMC uh, Renault dealerships in the world. My father had won multiple year on year car salesman of the year awards. I have visions of when I hear of American car sales, mm. especially car salesmen. Yes. Back in the day, they were very yes. in your face. Yes. Big advertising, getting the branding Average, out there. That, Maybe TV commercials yeah, and that, local that TV. That was my dad. <laughs> really? Yeah, in the sense of like the advertising and he'd have monster trucks on site. Like some of the photographs. <laughs> Thank God. Like to this day, my mother will shove a camera or her phone in your face because she's like, I need to get all these photos. I need to document it. Mm, mm. And she was doing it all back then, <laughs> thankfully, because I look at it and I'm like, that's where I got it from. Mm, that's mm. where, you know, where I got that bug and that sense. Like I actually talking about that my mom always tells me this story that they were shot at in one of the dealerships in Detroit what? because my, my dad wanted to open on a Sunday and no other dealership to open on a Sunday it was like what are you doing and they were shot at like there was drive-by shootings oh I was like god, god isn't that great man <laughs> god didn't you really get along well in your community there you know but look they were the start of it and then everyone else opened on a Sunday thereafter but started yeah. the trend yeah. well tried well, to start the trend God. yeah she started the right trend <laughs> yeah. do you know what it's been an absolute pleasure Shannon Forrest from Rivesi thank you for joining us on the podcast this week you're most welcome it was a pleasure to chat to you now I think before we do go no let's knock on number no, three we're not. we'll play no. knock a dolly and run away <laughs> But whoever lives in number three, wish you very well. You're in a beautiful home. The Club Mail Podcast. Do you know what? Really enjoyed that interview. Thank you so much again to Shannon. So there we have it. That is the Clonmel Podcast for this Friday, the 3rd of February. If you'd like to get in contact, I'd love to hear from you. It could be about anything at all. Maybe you'd like to come on the podcast as a guest, or you might like to recommend someone for me to interview. Email Podcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, on the website, www.theclonmelpodcast.com. Stay safe, look after one another. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your bank holiday weekend. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by Tipperary ETB. Full and part-time courses available with Tipperary ETB. From yoga to engineering, there's something for everyone. For more, email courses at tipperaryetb.ie. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.